to you if you have just tuned in. It is Brunch with me, Sadia, and I'm here right through till 12 o'clock. And I have got a regular guest on, Nathan Sawyer. I've been looking forward to this, actually. I thought, you know, I've got my notepad here. I'm going to make sure that I know what I'm going to say and ask him, because this is important to me. So let me just say <laughs> good, uh, good morning to you, Nathan. Thank you for joining me. And- Good morning to you, Sadia, <laughs> and it's lovely to finally meet you. Yeah, I know. I, we, we sort of are ships that pass in the night sometimes, and I know you're on, but I've never actually been able to. I think uh, some time ago when I tried to get you on, we had a bit of technical problem and I couldn't, and I was... Oh. So anyway, I am very happy to have you on. And um, the subject we've chosen, we are talking about women actually today. And this is probably something that I'm very, although I'm nowhere near 40, but um, but I thought I should just... You don't look a day over 30. I know, I know. It's great, isn't it? So now, there is a bit of a problem, isn't there, with women? I don't know what it is. The number of times I've heard it where women are trying to perhaps lose weight after 40 and, you know, just get fit and toned up. And it just takes ages to actually get any reaction. So what is going on? (laughs) Do you want the good news or the bad news? Well, start with the bad news first and then perhaps the good news might sound better then. (laughs) Okay. Well, the the, the bad news is, yes, we are getting older. And after the age of of 40, in fact, it's even discussed even even as young as 25, Um, women lose um, half a pound of muscle mass every single year. And you can imagine muscle mass is like your engine. Mm. So if your engine is now gone from, you know, and this is a terrible analogy because I don't know how many women know much about cars. Well, that's that's probably a little oh, bit sexist. That is I, a bit. But, I, I know my um, car so, pretty well. Oh, good. Yes. You probably know more than I do then. <laughs> and so, so, so the thing is, is like if your car is a V8 and – after the age of 40, we start losing a little bit of power, mm-hmm. a little bit of size every year. So can you imagine your car starts to have, it starts to be slower. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need as much petrol, which, you know, an analogy is to fat. Mm-hmm. So, so what actually happens is like our engine becomes smaller and smaller and smaller, which means that um, we start to um, we, we, we don't need as much food <clears throat> now on the flip side is generally we don't eat we, we, we don't tend to, to uh, reduce the amount of food you know we get used to our portion it's very sizes. Difficult. we get used to all of that sort of <laughs> stuff right so um, so we really need to um, address on both sides and and the best way to be able to do this is um, is <clears throat> we need to start eating better and i i don't like to say saying less because the thing is is like we generally get away with a lot when we're younger because we're still growing up right so you know as our metabolism builds you know we peak at about 25 to 40 you know we stop growing around 25 actually but like i said our metabolism starts to slow down around 40 so we need to make sure that we are first of all eating every mouthful that we have we're eating good quality food now everyone says to me i can't eat good quality food all the time so we need to make sure that i i like to call it's called 80 20 mm-hmm. 80% of the time i'm eating really well Twenty percent of the time, I'm, you know, I'm eating whatever I want. But because I'm eating eighty percent of the time really well, it's it's soaking up that that me behaving, you know, 
Badly. <laughs> you can call it behaving badly, <laughs> or or you can say having some fun. Yeah. So you, 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 this is how I sort of get around this whole thing of like, don't tell me I can give up my wine. So you know, this is the way we do it. Now, how do I quantify this? Well, if you were to sort of put this in how many meals? So if you had ten meals a week, uh, ten meals in a row, mm-hmm. how many of them should be you know bad meals? Two, right? So it means you can have breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast, and then a and then a rubbish lunch. Okay, like a burger dinner. or something. Something. Yeah, right. Fatter, yeah. Dinner, mm-hmm. breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then a rubbish breakfast. <clears throat> now okay. this equates to once every second day, which isn't too bad, really, is it? I mean, right? Yeah, that's, that's not too bad, trait. right? Absolutely. A lot of people get caught up in this, oh, I'm only allowed one day a week to have a cheat meal or, or a cheat day or anything like that. Hey, if whatever works for you, I think you should go with it. But we need to make sure that we're focusing on that 80-20. Mm-hmm. Not 70-30, not 60-40, not 50-50, <laughs> and definitely not 20-80. Right. So we've got to be able to focus on those things. Now, a lot of people say, but what's good quality food? Yeah, you I was know, just going to ask you that, thing- actually. <laughs> yeah. So so one of the things that I do is, is I make sure, first of all, I eat as much um, uh, uh, pro, uh, as, as much. Um, no, uh, that's not the word, word I should be using as little processed food as I can get. And why? Because we have a lot of preservatives in those things, a lot of additives, a mm-hmm. lot of colorings, um, E numbers. You know, when you read the back of the yes. packet and it says down mm-hmm. the ingredients, it says E332 and E4, you know, E whatever. Well, our body is not made to have these chemicals. These chemicals are are in our food because they they hold the value. You know, they don't spoil so easily. You know, the the supermarkets can still sell them. But we've got to be wary that these things will also chip at our system. You know, much like you put dirty oil into our car, eventually the car will slowly break down, right? So what we need to make sure is we limit the amount of those processed foods that we put into our body. Now, the second one is is making sure that we get as organic and free-range and grass-fed meats as we can. And why? Because the same reason. Because, you know, we've got to be able to stay away from those hormones. We've got to stay away mm-hmm. from those chemicals that are in the foods. You know, we, we get spray, we spray vegetables um, with, um, with, with glyphosate, glyphosate because this is the sort of stuff that protects those foods from, from, from being eaten by the, the insects and stuff. But it has, a, it has an effect on us. And if we eat volumes of it, then it's going to have a massive impact on us. So that's another one that I also want your listeners to to, to understand. This is like eating as organic as you can, as much as free range, grass fed as you can. So getting high quality, you know, foods into you. And the thing is, is when you're over forty five, because we're we're losing our muscle mass, we need to make sure that we're continually adding proteins into our diet. Now, many people say, "Oh, I need to cut down my meats," and you know, I've been told about this. Well, a lot of those guys don't really know or don't believe in that, you know, there is a difference between organic meats and conventional meats. Okay, right. So this is where we want to be able to focus on. Now, Hong Kong's tough, right? Because, you know, I I proclaim to an organic, you know, organic diet. How do you know that's the thing? I mean, if you're going out to restaurants, yeah. Yeah, going out to restaurants. 
But if you go to high quality restaurants, generally they do really well. If you're eating at, you know, at the Daipadongs regularly, well then I would definitely question, you know, how many times you are eating at those uh, those Daipadongs and those really cheap restaurants. But if you're going high end, then you can get away with that. I eat at home a lot. So what I try to do is I make sure I have my breakfast at home, I make my lunch at home, and then I might go and have a dinner. But generally I eat a lot at home. I, I take my lunches to work because I know what's going into my food. And we're very blessed in Hong Kong that a lot of us do have helpers and we do have maids that are able to cook us food. So why not take advantage of these sort of things? You know, why don't you send the, the, the helper to a course so that way she can cook really good quality Thai food, for example, mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or really good quality, um, you know, uh, uh, all sorts of Asian food or all sorts of Western food. But then that way you can add the, the organic stuff in there and good quality um, high quality um, nutrients and minerals in it. I was going to say that perhaps, you know, there's also this thing about moderation that you're, and when you're talking about organic meat, obviously this may be more expensive than other meat, but you don't necessarily have to have it every day. You can just decide that, okay, three days in a week, two days in a week, whatever, because that is something that we should be moderating anyway, isn't it? Absolutely. So, you, you know, there's some great sources out there that will, will serve good quality meats at a reasonable price. And, you know, there's, um, there's one that I, that I get my stuff from is, is called, there's two actually. One's called an online butcher called Farmer's Market. Mm-hmm. And the other one is called Steak King. And both of those, they do high quality meats, right? And so I alternate those guys. <clears throat> and then, of course, you know, like I said, you know, if I eat out, I, I try to get a, a high quality restaurant as much as I can. But I also want to be able to eat at those diapodongs as well because I love my tassel. That's bun, your two days, right? isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> my, my two meals. So, you know, these are the sort of things that I, I do. And so that way, you know, if I am caught at a, at a takeaway store or, or a rubbish food, I just quote 80-20. <laughs> so if we get the hidden camera out to just to check what you're doing during the week, then the chances are you will be sneaking out once or twice, won't you? <laughs> to get uh, you won't catch me at McDonald's, I guarantee no, you Oh, that. my goodness. No, but, I don't think so. But, I read know, there, something. There's some, there's some really good takeaway places out there. Brilliant. So, so these are the things that I would do. So, definitely fat, uh, definitely proteins, high quality proteins. I, I would definitely recommend for women over the four, over 45 plus. The next one is high quality fats. Mm-hmm. Now, good quality fats. Now, fats has got, um, you know, a mixed bag. I mean, you know, fats in the 80s. You know, in the 90s, it's been sort of proclaimed as like the bad. You know, the bad thing to go to. But the thing is, here's the thing. When we are when we are born, in the first two years of life, we need saturated fats for brain growth, mm. for brain development. So we really do need saturated fats in our diet. Now, as we get older, obviously, we've got to be wary of the qual- quantity of fats because – you know, we, we know that, um, we, you know, calories in, calories out has a degree of, of, of relevance of, um, of us gaining weight or losing weight. Now, we do want to make sure that we do have quality fats in there, though. So the fats that I use is one called omega-3 oils. Mm-hmm. That's the fish one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you can get that from fish or you can also get it from flaxseed, flaxseed oil. There's one called Udo's, uh, Udo's 369 oil, which is amazing. And then there's another one called um, uh, Omega-3 Oils by Pure. Now, 
Now, this is not not pure fitness, but mm. pure the um, the the, pharma, uh, the uh, nutraceutical company. Okay. And the reason why I mentioned pure as opposed to you know random ones out there that you'll get at Watsons or Manning's is is that the industry is not regulated as much as what the pharmaceutical industry is. So they they are all self regulated. And the one that I found that re- that has a board that regulates that analyzes that that continually keeps researching their their quality and the standard of their their vitamins is pure so i highly recommend that another one called thorn as well another one that's also very very good quality and like i said they are expensive but you know what i always say you get what you pay for how about just the you know normal sort of olive oil virgin olive oil and things if you're going to use that in your cooking you're going to use it with salads and things like that i mean that's pretty good for you isn't it and, and that's Absolutely. reasonable as well. So, so just to, to, to let you guys know, there, there's three, well, there's actually four. There's three types of fat, saturated fat, which is butter, ghee, lard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the other one is um, uh, uh, polyunsaturated, which is like vegetable oils, omega-3 oils, flaxseed oils, yeah, and then the third one is a monounsaturated, which is what you're talking about. It's mm-hmm. the olive oils, the avocado oils. These are um, uh, uh, these are less. Uh, these are, are more stable fats than polyunsaturated, but more stable, but but less stable as saturated. So generally, what I tend to cook with is, is I cook with saturated fat because it's very very it's it's very stable. So that's why it's called saturated because all of the you imagine these sort of like the oh, insect like the centipede, yeah, and each of the legs of the centipede has a hydrogen atom attached to it, and it's got a carbon, and that's the the, the body of the carbon. Now monounsaturated has one missing, which means when you cook it, you could you can or you will you'll attach a um, a, a free radical to it, which becomes slightly toxic. Or mm-hmm. it, you know, it becomes a little bit more. It becomes rancid somewhat, but saturated doesn't have any, so oh, right. it's very okay. hard boil, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, if you are looking to cut down the fats in your thing, well, look, use butter, but paint it on your pan. Yeah, it's right? about moderation, isn't it? That's right. Correct. Uh, you can use things or you can eat things, but just don't go overboard with it. That's all. Yes. Now, now here's the other thing. When you cook with veg, with 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 um, uh, polyunsaturated, it spoils. And have you heard of trans fat? Oh gosh, yes. They used to use that an awful lot in the UK for cakes and pastries, and it all stopped right. actually. Well, guess what? If you use trans fat, it's one molecule away from being plastic. Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah. So, so when you cook with vegetable oils and stuff like that, it, it spoils really quickly, and it, and it turns into hydrogenated vegetable oil, mm-hmm. or it, it, or like I said, trans fat. Mm-hmm. So, being able to restrict the amount of trans fat that you have. Or even eliminate it completely yeah, will be think really beneficial it. for your health and allow the body to repair. Mm-hmm. Now, can I move you on, um, Nathan, and talk about this whole thing about exercise? Because there is this thing that, you know, when you reach a certain age, and I, I'm, I think this certainly applies to men as well, but it's more kind of uh, prominent in women, that it takes an awful lot of time for that for that weight to shift what is it i mean i i remember last year i was trying to lose some weight and and it must have been about five six weeks of continuous walking and exercise and i didn't see anything happening and then after about six weeks suddenly i thought what's happening now but but that's a huge amount of time to be persevering isn't it so so what is it that triggers in the body that 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 gets you moving 
So here's my question. Were you doing any weight training? No, I was basically walking, um, walking briskly after a meal um, mm. every day, two times a day, two, three times a day. But no okay, actual cool. weight training as such because I've got Sorry. muscular arms. <laughs> Well, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing, study. You, 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 like I said to you before, you lose half a pound of muscle mass every year after the age of 40. Mm -hmm. When you go and walk, not only do you burn fat, but you also burn muscle. All right. So you're, in effect, actually making your engine smaller by doing walking. Mm. So, yes, you will gain some muscle mass at the beginning because, hey, I haven't been exercising. My muscle needs to get stronger to walk. But it's really easy to adapt, much like like a Honda Civic that has <laughs> a, a small engine and it, it continually increases as it, its, um, its economy. So it goes from, it goes from you know, you, you're using fuel when you've started walking to as you walk every single day, your body starts to adapt to that and it burns less and less fuel. Hmm. But when you add weight training... Your weight training goes from this little small engine because now you're starting to build muscle. You're starting to build a bigger engine. But then so you worry what? because you don't want to, quite a few women may not want to do the weight training because they don't want to build up these muscles in their arms. I mean, I do swimming and stuff, and so I've got these quite chunky arms here. So, you know, I just think, <laughs> oh, I don't want to do that because I, I just don't want to build that up. So is that, that is an issue then, isn't it? It's a myth. Is it? Right, Okay. <laughs> So it do, you want to tell, do you want me to tell you why? Go on then. Women don't have much testosterone. Right. So they're not When you have those. testosterone, correct. So when you have testosterone, you big, big, strong muscles. That's why men are bigger than, you know, women, especially when it comes to weight training. Yeah. Now, if you combine that with weight training, and I've done this, I've done this thousands of times, Sadia. <clears throat> I've trained people for the last 20 two years and here's my story i had this lady once she was attending my boot camp so it was all cardio based and all of this sort of thing she didn't drop a gram mm. she stopped doing boot camp she was like oh this isn't for me i'm yeah. not losing any weight six months later she came back to me and said look mate i'm sick and tired of, of having this weight i want you to I, I want you to train me in the gym so we started weight training guess what she lost 20 pounds okay and how much weight training was she doing we were lifting that time? Weight. And, and, you know, when you're talking about weight training, what are we talking about in terms of the time that you spend on those weights each day? You know what? I thought you had to spend like 45 minutes, 60 minutes to do it. But I've been training my wife 20 to 30 minutes three times a week, and she's dropping fat. <laughs> God. All right. And she's not even lifting very heavy. Listen, I get the shopping every so often, and, and that's good enough sort of weight training. I mean, how about things like swimming? Is swimming kind of – does that – uh, because you know you are actually sort of using your arms is that equivalent yeah. to sort of weight yeah. training well no not really because it's still cardio right right you know and and it's pretty much like walking to running right so if you're walking to running obviously you're going to get fitter but like i said you've got you've got two types of muscle fiber type one type one which is your your muscles that makes you recover really quickly but you can go for long periods of time type 2b which are those really really strong muscles that allows you to lift your shopping you know one to three times if you can lift something that's really heavy between four and six times you okay. will actually stimulate what's we call the human growth hormone to be able to build muscle and if you combine it with weight training and cardio together so one day weight training one day cardio one day weight training one day cardio 
it okay. would be your Alexa. So a possible quick fix might be that if you are going to do some training inside the house, you're going to do some exercise, how about you pick up a couple of tins of beans or whatever or tomatoes and then you use that. Is that kind of, that's a bit, isn't it? The weight is not very much. You're supposed to be increasing well, that weight yeah. over time? Correct. You, you, need to, you need to shock the muscle. Mm-hmm. So if you start with beans, then go to a two liter, <laughs> then go to a two liter milk bottle, right. and then after the two liter milk bottle, start lifting the um, the det- the laundry detergent, <laughs> and then after that, start lifting your chair. See, I'm so trying to be whole, very practical my, my, here, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so my my point being is is like you've got to continually keep adding one to three percent more than what you did last time, so right. that way you continue to keep building those muscles up. Okay. Good and advice. And it's great for osteoporosis too, yes, right? Absolutely. Because the thing is, is like weight training is one of the biggest benefits for weight for, for mm. osteoporosis. I shall do it now then. Although I'm nowhere near 40, I will try it now. <laughs> oh, You've got a few years left. <laughs> Nathan, <laughs> thank you so much. Some really sound advice there. And I'm going to, I've got to, I'm going to think about this now and I am going to move. So um, thank you so much. Lovely see, seeing you. I've, I've got you on Zoom, so I can actually see you in your living room. Um, so you will be back with Noreen next week. But thank you very much indeed. All right. It's been my pleasure. The time is nearly 10.30 now. Let's go over to the newsroom for the news headlines.